Welcome to Valtteri Podcast, a podcast that is meant to be about Formula One, but actually isn't really about Formula One. We are in an alternate reality that's exactly the same as ours, but with one exception. A regulation change means that this Formula One season, a different wildcard team is added to every race on the calendar. This team is fully expected to finish last each week, and therefore does not have to abide by any of the rules laid out for other teams and is also provided for infinite funding. Each episode, we will meet the CEO of the team entering the upcoming race to understand how they've set up their team and how they've prepared for this one-off occasion. Interviewing them shall be your podcast host, Tim Borge, who is also the owner of this voice. Hello! For this weekend's race in Suzuka, Japan, we are joined by the head of Place Your Ad Here F1 team, James Coker. It's like 9 a.m. for you, right? 9 a.m. What time is it for you? Five? Uh, yeah, well done. Nailed that, actually. Good quick Just, math. Uh, Just quick math. Yeah, yeah man. It, that's, that's good already because you've gone against the stereotype, I believe, that your country is plagued with. What? That we don't understand time zones? Geography in general, I feel, um, is the stereotype. I'm not one to, to necessarily believe that. Am I saying that to suck up to you? Perhaps. But it's what I keep hearing. I think a lot of people here do live up to the stereotype. So, Oh, fair play. Um, There's a reason behind it, at least. Yeah, it, it holds water. It hold, as do you, I think. Is that water you're holding, though, or was it? It's, it's coffee. For the the listener i guess if this makes it in as a cold open i, I will yeah are we, are we have we started <laughs> i have no clue i have no clue this is just editor's decision future tim <laughs> all right let's do it let's just start it right now hey started, cool. tim borsch what a pleasure to be here i gotta tell you big fan the maltese oh, falcon well done on the pronunciation you've yeah. genuinely surprised me there it rhymes with gorge like the you know the slang for gorgeous or also the um, the gorge, like the uh, land feature that you're also yes. probably familiar with. Like yeah, the famous uh, Three Gorges Dam. I've, I've been given that nickname, actually, the um, the gorge as the gorge. in the land feature, yeah. I love I that. Because, um, purely because of a body that's a bit disproportionate. And now, um, now, now Tim Borge, you're from Malta. Uh, okay. Have you ever had any interactions with the Knights? They're a bit before my time. A bit before your time. Okay, that's fair. That's yeah. fair. There isn't, yeah. there isn't like a current like uh, revamped Knights of Malta squad. You know how like they occasionally oh. bring back Menudo, the boy band, like a new yeah, generation it... or ABBA. They had A-teens where they, in the 90s, they tried to bring ABBA back with like a whole new young group of people. Yeah, there technically was like a futsal or like a five-a-side soccer team. That's like referred to as the Knights of Malta. But, yeah. ah, you know, different reputations, I feel, you know. The they weren't as ones... cool as the original ones. Yeah, the previous ones conquered a few more people. Yeah. Put it that way. These just keep uh, knocking up L's, as yeah. you can say. Right, I hear that. You're doing quite well for yourself in the content game. I am a big fan, obviously, of the Thank you. Formula One clips you put on Instagram. Thanks, yeah. I kind of just sort of fell ass backwards into doing that. I've been doing comedy for over 10 years. I was at uh, Upright Citizens Brigade, or UCB in New York, for uh -huh. over a decade, uh, and a few other uh, improv and uh, sketch comedy theaters in New York. And, um, you know, I've been making, doing sketches, and both both performing live and making videos online for a long time. Uh, and it wasn't until I sort of accidentally fell into this niche of formula one comedy content that I started finding an audience, which is like been very strange, but yeah. it's like very nice to find an audience that appreciates the dumb videos I make. So that's been yeah. fun. I was actually curious, like how did you, uh, before I ask this, actually, um, I have to say the name and this is embarrassing. Uh, welcome to Valtteri podcast. I should say great pun. I know. Thank you. You're then going to ask me, do you know why I call it Valtteri podcast? And then of I course think I won't. And then I think it's going to be because it's, it sounds like Valtteri Bottas, Bottas podcast kind of sounds similar, but you never answer the question when you ask people that no, in your episodes. Exactly, because otherwise people will be able to do research, and that okay. just ruins the game. 
Whereas with okay. you, I know you know. Yeah. But uh, the question I was going to ask you is like, how did you actually like, find this interest in Formula One? What got you into it? And unfortunately, uh, it's a very common origin story. Like Beauty and the Beast, it's tale as old as time. My wife, Jenny, and I watched Drive to Survive on Netflix, uh, binged all five seasons in the matter of two months and uh, got really into it. I, I'm very new to Formula One. I do think I'm like a relatively quick study. I, I, I've done a lot of research. I've watched a lot of documentaries and clips of uh -huh. old races, and I've tried to get up to speed as much as I can on the history and the, the nuances of the sport, but I'm still very, very new. And there's a lot of things that still need to learn, but I had my, the first race I ever watched was the Australian Grand Prix this year. Oh, wow. So, so very new. Yeah. I, I mean, even you said five seasons, that does mean this year, I would have thought you'd been into it for at least one year or two. No, to be honest, the way like you speak about it as well. Yeah. I wish I had watched it in 2021 because that season no. seemed to be particularly special. And I think a lot of maybe newer fans, especially American fans, were spoiled with that season because F1 historically uh, essentially has eras of dominance. It's rarely yeah. very competitive. And so to have a season like that that's that close and that competitive uh, is is an outlier. It's the exception, not the rule. Exactly, yeah. It's fortunate and unfortunate timing because in a way you could think if, people were getting into it now, maybe it wouldn't last so long as opposed to right. like two seasons ago. It's and I got to commit and I got to commend you for having a guest on the show this time that actually watches Formula One because you have a lot yeah. of people come on the show. They're like, yeah, I kind of hate race cars. I kind of hate racing. I think it's lame, but sure, I'll do your podcast. <laughs> it, weirdly, I feel it makes it fun anyway. It's they come up with wacky ass ideas. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. This is the thing. But this is very much a change in direction now. Um, the episode previous to you was the first person who told me, you know what, actually, I know what's going on. So th the ties are changing. I love that. Formula One is actually taking over now. I love that for you. James, as you're aware, as a FOP, friend of pod, I guess, or LOP, listener of pod. Yeah, um, fan of the pod. So it could still oh, be fan, FOP. Because okay. fan of the pod. We can go with FOP. Perfect. Um, you are in charge of a wildcard team for one weekend only for the Suzuka Grand Prix specifically. And we need to start hearing a little bit about what you're going to bring to the track. Uh, first of all, what's the name of your team? I love that. But first, uh, before we get into that, I'm going to have to leave right now and introduce you to my partner and team principal, Richard Sweat. Tim, how are you? Richard Sweat here. Friends call me Dick. I am the co-owner and team principal of Place Your Ad Here F1 Team. We're a racing team that focuses on the main reason most teams are on the grid today, and that's to make cold, hard cash. That's to make money and to work with incredible brands. I'm an ad man. I was at Ogilvy. I was at McCann. I was at TWA, Shiat Day, Gray Advertising, all the big ad agencies. I didn't work there, but I have been to all of their offices. I sneaked in pretending to be a pizza delivery guy, and I just lit up their bathrooms. I have an aversion to dairy. Anyway, ad agencies got the best Johns, you know, uh, or as in Europe, you refer to them as the Lou, right? Um, anyway, Place your ad here. F1 team has a different title sponsor team name for every race, kind of like IndyCar. If you follow mm -hmm. IndyCar, they change their liveries depending on the sponsor. Uh, and one week we might have team Dunkin' Donuts. America runs on Dunkin'. Let's see how they run on the track. Taco Bell F1 team. You run for the border while they run through sector two and Q3. One week we might have Pepto-Bismol F1 team. This car runs so your butt doesn't have to. And the other week, um, which I was really excited about. Uh, we had a sponsorship brand collab with McDonald's, particularly Ooh. Grimace. Uh, so we were Grimace F1 team. And I got to tell you, what's more appropriate than going purple in all three sectors than with this purple McDonald's icon? Am I right? I've yet to taste Grimace. Um, familiarize me with Grimace, if you may. Actually, call you Rich, Dick Sweat. Mr. Sweat, Dick? Yeah, Richard friends Sweat. call me Dick. Richard Sweat, Dick Sweat, whatever Dick you Sweat want. it is. I Dick think Sweat gonna... it is. Yeah. I think Dick's, Dick Sweat will stick, I think, yeah. Familiarize me with Grimace a little bit, if you may. 
Oh, I tell me, Grimace is just a sort of amorphous purple blob. Um, McDonald's icon, been around since the 70s. Uh, people aren't sure whether he's an alien, whether he's a okay. hippo, but he is big, he is purple, and he is fabulous. Is the Barney the dinosaur of fast food? Yes, I'd say that's very fair. Let, let's hope there's no allegations uh, for the sake of place you're at here, F1 team. I don't even know if there were allegations against Barney. I might just have made myself liable in some way, whatever the phrase is. Dick Sweat, lovely to meet you. Are we going to be speaking with you or with um, Mr. Coker? We're going to be going back and forth, but uh, right now you got Dick. Uh, yes, thank thankfully um, that is still the case. And it's also nice to have Dick Sweat around. So, uh, Dick Sweat, lovely to meet you. Now... You are going to be the team principal. Uh, usually that comes in later, but it's nice to actually get an interview with the person leading the team for once. This is probably going to give us some more insight. Now, what kind of vehicle are you actually going to be bringing to the table? Again, uh, similar to the team name and the design aesthetic of the team, it changes week to week. And it's pretty much, we don't build a livery like the other teams. We drive whatever vehicle on the market is willing to be the highest bidder. For example, earlier this season, we were driving a Chrysler town and country minivan. Didn't quite have the speed and pace that we wanted, but the folks at Daimler Chrysler were paying well, and we were happy with that. Uh, the other week, we had a Ford Transit Sprinter van. We're talking the Transit 148-inch mid-roof cargo Sprinter, just a beautiful machine. Ooh, yeah. No, win no windows in the back. We filled it up with a bunch of oranges and uh, just had a blast. Di again, did not did not finish in the points, but uh, we made some decent money right off the bat. And then this is actually exciting. The people for, for Suzuka, the people at Isuzu, Japanese automaker Isuzu have reached out to us, and they want us to be driving the long discontinued Isuzu Amigo. I don't know if you're familiar with that. It's like an SUV Jeep hybrid that has like a soft top in the back. So uh, we're really pumped to, to see how the the Azuzu Amigo runs on Suzuka. Oh, yeah. oh, that feels like a tongue twister as well. Suzuka Azuzu. Can you say it quickly? Suzuka Azuzu. I can't. Suzuka Azuzu. See, you say it with confidence. That's the annoying bit. I'm lacking in it. Um, I might be saying it wrong, but uh, I mean, just let me just let me read the Azuzu Amigo specs for you. We got a 3.2 liter oh, yeah, V6 engine. Yeah. Comes with a soft top for aerodynamics, two doors, has a four by four option, just an absolute beautiful machine. And they're currently the highest bidders for Suzuka, or is it like a done deal? It's going to be them. It's going to be them. It's going to be the folks at Isuzu, and it's going to be an Amigo. It's going to be a 2000. It's got miles on it. So this thing's got like about 120 miles on it. It might break down halfway through, but that's okay. That's part of the fun. Yeah, exactly. Some gambles here and there. Good to take. Disruption. It's fun. Yeah, um, we're just we're disrupting a billion dollar industry by driving a car that's twenty three years old. And and you know what? They'll be happy about that because well, they won't actually. The cost cap might be an issue with all the you know crashes that it might cause. But that'll be fun for the neutral, I guess. Absolutely. I, I got to tell you something, Tim Borge. We are not just selling the team name. We are not just selling the livery. We are also selling a special part of the car that rotates sponsors. And I think you know what I'm talking about. Say it with me on three, one, two, three, the engine air intake. We've seen that the Williams livery has perfectly incorporated the Duracell battery into the engine air intake just above the driver's seat. It's beautiful. It's brilliant. It's iconic. We love it. And we are constantly thinking about what other cylinder-shaped products can we put on that part of the car. We're talking a tube of chapstick. We're talking a can <laughs> of Diet Shasta Orange. We're talking a can of Quaker Oatmeal. The sky is the limit. Mate, careful there. You might be giving Zach Brown some ideas. The last thing that McLaren needs, more sponsors. Last thing that McLaren needs is a collab with Astroglide Anal Loop. <laughs> oh, yeah, fair enough. The, the last thing anyone needs, to be fair, is probably that. But specifically the papaya. Is the 
Isuzu Amigo 2000 going to be like amped up in any way just to make it a bit more competitive? You know, I think we're going to like uh, go go over to uh, the discount auto parts, parts store and maybe get some used tires for it. Uh, I know we have to le- use at least two compounds. So I was thinking we'd use a pair of new Michelin tires as well as uh, maybe some Firestones. Uh, Pirelli's going to be mad because we're not using Pirelli tires at all. They don't fit on the Isuzu, but it's less about things that we're adding to the car for performance. It's more about things that we're adding to the car for vibes. We got a great tape deck with, oh. uh, yeah, we, uh, with, a with a mix I made personally myself, uh, the greatest hits of Holland Oates, uh, not a sponsor, just a big fan. It's more just about having a good time, you know? We're just glad to be part of the show. Yeah, oh, I, I wish more people just have that vibe about them, just having a good time. Like, to me, in the sport, the only people having a good time are Max and Giampiero Lambiese. They're the only two people bantering at any point. Max is the only person having a good time because he's just beating everybody by 30 seconds every race. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And... Is from what he said so far, there's a, and maybe I'm being a bit quick to judge. You might be about 30 seconds behind everyone else, so that gives the team like the opportunity to have a good time. We're Bruce. projecting. We you know we crushed the numbers. We looked at the telemetry, and we think we're going to be about 30 minutes behind. But that's okay. We're not going to get lapped once, not twice, not thrice, but probably about a baker's dozen times. You know, that's 13. For you folks in uh, Malta, if you aren't familiar with that terminology. Uh, We Um, are familiar. We've got good bakers. Oh, you have bakers in Malta? That's huge for you guys. Congrats. I thought it was was just Knights. Glad you also have bakers. It's a robust, diverse economic ecosystem, and I'm here for it. Uh, I'll level you. If there's one thing good about Malta, it's the bread. I love that for you. Only thing that I'm willing to praise unconditionally. We're saying as well, like it's going to be the Isuzu Amigo. Um, is it going to be powered by standard fuel or is there going to be something else powering the vehicle? I think it's going to be standard, you know, unleaded 87. Uh, no need to put premium in this puppy. We don't need to spend the extra 29 cents a gallon. Uh, we Let's just be real with it. It's a little futile. It's like when someone puts premium gasoline into a rental car. It's like, what are you doing? Just put the cheap stuff in there. Yeah, it's, it's not like you've got infinite money given by the FIA for this anyway, so fuck that 29 cents. Yeah, we're not worried about the cost cap. We're actually just uh, we're, we're just trying to spend as little money as possible. We cut corners everywhere we can. Careful with that. Cutting corners, might, if you, you know, you'll end up Esteban Oconing yourself with that. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that was a racing joke. Now I get yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Don't, don't get a black and white flag, right? Yeah, exactly. That's the, the the first joke I've made this episode, I think. Um, note that down for the edit. Cut the joke out so I keep seeming unfunny. So yeah, you're saying essentially you're going to go quite cheap on the fuel, cheap in general. Um, yeah. Of course, you do have an infinite supply of money, so I guess... Oh, I'm pocketing of... that. I'm pocketing yeah. that, and then I'm going... I'm taking that money, and I'm going on a two-month vacation in the T's and C's. You know what I'm talking about, Turks and Caicos? Oh, I thought you meant... Um, Bitcoin. Oh the, no, the no, 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 no. We're going I'm going to the T's and C's. I'm gonna drink about like 20 Amstel lights a day. I'm gonna, you know, just that just live sounds it up. like a Wednesday. <laughs> not the T's and C's part, at least. You know, that's not well off annoyingly. Uh okay, so let's get a bit more into the design element of it. So maybe we'll start with the car specifically or the, the Isuzu Amigo. We know that there's going to be like a rotating year of sponsors, but color scheme wise, what are we going for? And are we going for a specific kind of livery? I mean, as I said, we're driving a 2000 Isuzu Amigo. It's got 120,000 miles on it used. This thing's pre-owned baby. So uh, we're just going to take it stock. It's like a, um, it's like a, a baby shit yellow color. If you're familiar with that. You know, just to honor uh, the long history and tradition of the Suzuka track, we're going to, you know, throw some Hello Kitty decals on the side. 
as well as um, for one lap, we're going to add a set of tires that look like Onigiri. Are you familiar with Onigiri? I'm not familiar with Onigiri, no, and I'm afraid to say it in case it comes out wrong. It is a delicious Japanese snack where you take you take rice, Japanese rice balls made of steamed rice that you compress into like triangular shapes and then you wrap okay. it in seaweed and you can fill it with whatever you want. So to answer your question, yes, the Onigiri tires will be triangle shaped. So it's going to be a slow lap. <laughs> but we think um, the crowd's really going to dig it. Yeah. And um, I mean, I'm hoping for your sake because I do want to do well, obviously, that maybe a safety car is out at that point to make things a bit more fun we at least so. make it competitive between yourself and the safety car in terms of like speed we're hoping uh the onigiri tires are going to be a red flag moment but uh if if we have to put them out during a vsc we'll do that too uh, yeah I, I do feel they're a red flag in general so like we'll keep that hush hush just so the fia don't you know latch onto it before they stop you from doing it because i'd love to see it yeah because as we know the fia loves fun in terms of the logo, is there a logo for the team? Again, changes every week. So the logo is really just a a blank space with some brackets on the side that say place your ad here. We're essentially the billboard of of Formula One and the FIA. Um <laughs> we're just we we have no identity other than brand identity. We just love brands, we love advertising, we love we love companies. We love capitalism. We love commerce because that's why we're here, right? The CCC. We're, we're just essentially, it's essentially 20 cars, and in this case, 22, that are going around a circle or a wavy chicane shaped track, just advertising some of our favorite brands that we all know and that we all love. It's so. Is it still like blank every week, or does it change weekend to weekend? You seem to indicate the latter. It changes every like. weekend. Never be okay. blank, because well, uh, if we if we don't get a sponsor that we want, we'll go local. You know, we'll find a diner down down the street that's willing to th- throw their name on onto the side of the livery and be the the team name title sponsor for the week. They might not be paying us money. They might just be giving us a certificate for like a free breakfast sandwich or something like that. But we're gonna do it. Fair play. Um, anyone like leading this charge, like to be the main sponsor for the Suzuka Grand Prix? We're getting a lot of offers, but right now the most appetizing one is the Natural Buffet Sora Tabeo in Suzuka. Very exciting restaurant that uh, has an all-you-can-eat buffet for about. Uh, I want to say 32,000 yen. I'm not sure what the exchange rate is on that, but uh sounds offering... like a big number. Is that a big number? I think um, so. They're uh it's called zeros. They, they told us that uh if we're willing to work with them, everyone on the team's $220. That's really expensive. <laughs> I was way off. <laughs> <laughs> that that's a really expensive buffet so we might work with them because they're offering us free food <laughs> what the hell I, what what kind what kind of food is in a buffet that's 220 dollars a person part of it has to be just massive onigiri triangles yeah it's got to be in there for 220 dollars sure talking to, yeah we might get them to make our tires new forward thinker uh dick sweat Thank you. They don't call me Dick Sweat for nothing. Ideas just roll off. Let's look specifically now at what the drivers are going to be wearing. So maybe like helmets, maybe even a uniform, if there's something specific for that. Is there going to be any specific design there? Yeah, absolutely. Well, the helmets are going to be, you guessed it, determined by the sponsor, my guy. One race, uh, let's say we have Titleist, the golf ball manufacturer. It's going to be a golf ball. If our sponsor the next week is General Electric, the helmet's going to be shaped like a light bulb. We had one helmet that was something uh, more unconventional the other week. It was um, it was a butt plug. And uh, we, we had a bidding war between a few of the butt plug brands, Doc Johnson's and Mr. Hankey's. Uh, we we ended up work we ended up working with both of them. Uh, we had two butt plug sponsors this season. Uh, I had to Google best brand of butt plugs for that joke. Um, my Google ads are about to get weird. 
Uh, side note, you know how the keywords of your emails uh, help determine your Gmail ads? Did you know that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. One time I got a Gmail ad that said, got runner's diarrhea, question mark. Oh, I think you hacked my email for that. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. what did I type to make Google think that I have runner's diarrhea? I think it's this diarrhea good- when you get when you run long distances. Yeah, I suffer from that quite badly as well. I yeah. TM TMI bit coming up. I take three shits every time before I go for a run just to avoid that. And yet, ten kilometers in every time or twelve, I'm regretting my life choices. You're running twelve kilometers? Oh, so, sorry, I forgot. Um, seven eight miles. Right. I forgot to translate. I'm it's not gonna. No, I'm here. not gonna. I'm not gonna pull a Logan Sergeant and say what the f is a kilometer. I know roughly. A 5k is 3.1 miles. So like, that's yep. always my, that's always my point of reference, but I'm, I'm impressed that you run 12 kilometers because I can't run more than like four miles. Well, if, if I, uh, I used to do half marathons, humble brag. Um, wow. It's been a while. It's been a while. In, in Malta? Yeah. In the, in the blazing heat of Malta, like amateur level, I'll level it. Is you, there but... enough space in Malta for a half marathon? There is. If you take the same loop eight times. Okay, there you go. So again, um, for the Suzuka Grand Prix, is there anyone like leading the chase in terms of being a helmet sponsor, or are we going once again with the natural buffet Soru Tabeo? I like I like the natural buffet Soru Tabeo. Uh, I'm looking at their menu and I'm just like seeing what items would be good to be on the helmet, and I think like a like a like a bowl of ramen turned upside down it would be a fun helmet with like bits and bobs of, uh, you know, sobu noodles, like dripping down the side with, uh, some seaweed and, uh, you know, pork based broth. I, I think that could be a lot of fun, but also safe. So just to clarify, is it going to be like on the helmet or is that the helmet? Is the bowl That's of the ramen helmet. the helmet? The bowl okay. of ramen is the helmet. Yeah. Uh, thank fuck. Because, I was worrying you're going to put it on top of a helmet and that feels like a hazard. Whereas the bowl. Yeah. A bowl yeah. is much safer than a helmet. Exactly. With a bowl on top of it. It's way better. Sure. To get, yeah. And at least it gets the hair greasy, not the helmet. Like, come on. Yeah. That's just extra admin. If you go wash helmets. Hundo P. I've never heard anyone say Hundo P. That took me by surprise for a bit. It's a slang for a hundred percent. Oh, don't worry. I figured. Uh, it translated. <laughs> Yes, it did. It, it, uh, I'm cultural. We actually or say something. it in Malta all the time. It's on our flag. A hundred P. hundred P. Yeah. Uh, fair play. That's going to make its way into my lexicon. And I love just it. to see how many people it catches out. Yeah. Especially because it's absolutely not within my persona. Uh, Dick Sweat. Yes. And J- James, wherever he is as well. Um, Tim Borge. Yes, names. Um, thanks for that introduction about the team, about what the vehicle is going to be like. We're going to take a bit of a break, get a word from whichever ad uh, company is like paying the ads for this episode, and then we'll get back to discussing the personnel within your team. You have sponsors for this show? Of course not. I make this shit up. <laughs> yeah, we don't have a sponsor, obviously, but we can say that the fellows at Wild Comedy Malt will want me to promote... The fact that this weekend, if you're listening to this when it comes out, there's Gag, a stand-up comedy show, uh, but a bit gayer, uh, with five queer acts, including myself, uh, and uh, also queer host, to be fair, as well. Uh, that's going to be at Afrodeli in Malta. Uh, tickets, probably on my Instagram somewhere, I've been sharing the fuck out of it. Uh, I hope you've been enjoying this episode. I had a fucking blast recording this with James, one of the funniest people on Instagram, uh, in my humble opinion, he very much meets uh, uh, the intersection of my ideal Venn diagram, which is comedy and Formula One, and you should definitely be following him, he's at this James Coker on Instagram and TikTok, also, he's going to start posting more stuff on YouTube, you can find him at James Coker F one there, follow us as well, obviously, at ValtteriPod on Instagram, or Twitter, uh, if you've enjoyed this episode. And now, let's go back to whichever one of James Coker or Dick Sweat will be telling us more about their team. Welcome back to Valtteri Podcast, uh, where this episode 
we are chatting to James Coker, or we were chatting to James Coker, I believe in the chair, it's still Mr. Richard Sweat. That's right, Tim Borge. Uh, Jim Coker had to step out. You got Richard Sweat, a.k.a. Dick Sweat. Great to be here. So much fun chatting. Hope that uh, you can visit me while I'm vacationing in the T's and C's. Going to be a great time. Just going to be taking Amstel lights to the dome piece. And uh, I would love to bro out with you. I, I too would love to bro out, I think. That, that sounds like something someone cool would say. So, yes, I'll take you up on that if it's, if it's an offer. Absolutely. I'll read about the T's and C's a bit. Um, I've, I've Googled them, but so far it's just been links to Microsoft and Google. So kind of been screwed over there by search engines. Turks and Caicos is giving you links to Microsoft and Google's website? Oh, no, I'm just, I haven't Googled Turks and Caicos. I just Googled T's and C's. The letter so, T and the letter C? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just getting a lot of alphabet shit, which is weird. Alphabet spaghetti came up third, in fact, as well. I've never actually had alphabet spaghetti. It's uh, an acquired taste. W was there a specific age you acquired said taste? I'd say you eat it like uh, when you're like three to seven to learn how yeah. to read, and then once you're once you're like literate, it's there's no point. It's like uh, it's both for food and to learn. You know what I mean? I see. I see. This explains why it has two functions. Yeah, it does explain, explain why I've never actually learned how to read English at least so you only read Maltese exactly yeah exactly yeah I can read Maltese I can put together a sentence in English here and there but what is the Maltese language like heavily Arabic mixed in with like areas of Italian a bit of Spanish and English as well basically um been conquered by fucking everyone which means we've just absorbed elements of everyone's language that's mostly yeah. Arabic. Mostly Arabic. So it's like it's like if Spain if Spain had an alternate history where the Moors just really went off. You kind know of. and really um, just went buck wild. Yeah. With the so, with the exception of their subtle influence on Spanish culture. Yeah. I, I kind of like to see Malta as a bit like imagine if Ireland had an orgy with Spain and Qatar. So like Love we've it. got the Catholicism, the love of potatoes, but then we've also got the languages quite Arabic, the beaches, which is quite Spanish, and a fuckload of construction going on, which is a bit of everything. And that's Malta for you, baby. Come here to save yourself going to three other countries. Would you say it's similar to that uh, island in uh, Game of Thrones where Arya learns how to become an assassin? No. Basically, that place is cooler. That place is cool. Bravos. Bravos is what I'm thinking yes, of. Bravos. I I yeah. only read the books and forgot. You only um, you don't think Malta's like Bravos? No, it it feels like in Malta you couldn't get away with wearing that many clothes. Also, I don't think there's anyone with the vibes of um, Arya Stark or Jack and Hagar. Jenny and I quote Jack and Hagar a lot. We'll say a man has a thirst whenever we want some wine. Fair play for probably being the only people still quoting Game of Thrones in 2023. <laughs> uh, so am I still talking to, to Dick? It is confusing for me. Um, or is uh, Dick is Jim? still in the room. James is still in the room. I have a, a reveal. Uh, we are actually the same person. It's like a Tyler Durden situation, if you've ever seen Fight Club. And Richard Sweat is the alter ego that I have that I've created to uh, escape my boring mundane reality just probably unexpected yeah i'll level you the differences were so pronounced it's like <laughs> what's going on that's some jack and hagar shit you've pulled on me actually that's right we look very different if you, you watch do. the video version of this dick sweat has a mustache james does not so, we know you're gonna be teamers we know this much. Yeah. But we want to understand who you're delegating work to. So who's going to be involved in your team? Perhaps some idea about a pitch crew or possibly like any other members of staff that you will have on board. 
we just hire local for all our races. We go to, you know, we go to home depots and train stations and things like that. And we see who's looking for work. And uh, if they've ever driven a car before, we were like, all right, you're hired. You're now our, you're now our race engineer. You're now our mechanic. We just sort of, we just sort of cruise around the city and just see people walking around. And we, we, we sort of eyeball them and like, you know, it's kind of like a vibe check. And we're like, yeah, that pro- that person probably knows how to run a Formula One team. And we we pick them up, we take them to the track, and we uh, we do our thing. Just for me, uh, obviously this is a visual element, so it won't make it in, but how would you go about the eyeballing? Like, imagine I'm a person you took interest in on the street. Yeah. And I'll yeah. describe this for the listener. Okay, so I see you walking down the street. You're drinking your uh, boba tea. You're wearing like one of those head to toe Pikachu like uh like sleepy hoodies. Yep, my like, pajama. Well, yeah, I like the pajama thing, and it's all the way up. So you got the Pikachu ears, drinking your boba tea. And I look at that guy and I'm like, front right gunner. This guy is gonna be changing the front right tire, and he's gonna he's gonna know his way around the car, and he's you know, he's gonna get us. I'm not going to say a two second pit stop, but this guy's probably going to get us like a 18 second pit stop. Like, I think he's going to be pretty, you know, it's respectable for someone that we're just pulling off the street. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, that's some decent trust of intuition. And I I feel you nailed me as well. I am a front right gunner in my day to day. So (laughs) by night, I wear Pikachu pajamas. So you've done your research. So, Basically, that makes it simple. You hire local, you oh, you give so many opportunities, creating so many jobs. We're job creators. What can I say? Wonderful. I've always thought of capitalism as wonderful. <laughs> and you're just proving the point. Have you been impressed sufficiently by um, any other people from previous races that you thought, hmm, I'll bring them along with me for the next race? I would love to bring them along, but we just don't have it in the budge. You know what I mean? That's short for budget. If you didn't, thanks. So we you know we we like to stay lean. It's just the two of us. It's me, Dick Sweat, and James, and uh, we're we're two people in one person. So that saves a lot of money right off the bat. Yes, one and, salary. Uh, yeah, one salary. We we just sort of hire everybody, and and as much as I'd like to bring people with with me, I just um, don't have the cash because I'm saving yeah. up to spend two months in the T's and C's. Oh, two months. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. I should have asked earlier. What's James's role in all of this? Oh, James is the money guy. I'm I'm the face of the franchise, and he just sort of uh, finds the sponsors. Is that the official title, the money guy? He's the money guy. He's the money, the money guy. guy. Yeah, but uh, I just got to tell you, just so excited for uh, to for the season to end, so I could go to the T's and C's and read all the damn brown books. Let me tell you, when I open a Dan Brown book, I can't put it down. It's just like a it's just like a nonstop marathon. I I exclusively read books that are sold in airport stands. Those are the only type of authors I want to be. If I can't find this book at a Hudson News and it's not at eye level right next to the register, I don't want it. I want Dan Brown. I want Danielle Steele. Like I want the good shit. You know what I mean? Quick translation for the Europeans, Hudson News, W.H. Smith. Um, there you go. Same shit. Yeah, just whatever is number three on the best seller, because number one, way too popular. Number two, hipster's choice. Number three, USP. Dan Brown. Yeah. Dan Brown. Or um, uh, the, the new Daniel Ricardo book by Anita Driver. I'm so glad you brought this up. I came across this this weekend, and I thought, it was a parody. I did not realize it's real. And then I went on Amazon, incognito, obviously. And fuck me. I might What's be buying that. The best clip I've seen about this was Dax Shepard, who is friends with Daniel Ricardo, calling him and texting him a link to it and getting his response to it, his reaction to it in real time. For those of you who don't know what we're talking about, Someone released a romance novel in paperback and Kindle that you can buy on Amazon and other places. And the book is called Overtake My Heart. The author's name is Anita Driver, which I assume is a pen name. I don't think that's their real name. I imagine, yeah. 
and it's thick rick races for love it's so it's essentially like a romance novel with daniel ricardo and the cover is so good he looks like a he's super jacked in it i mean daniel ricardo is in good shape but he's very jacked in this cover and the way he's positioned straddling the red bull livery it looks like he's a centaur that is like half man half race car weirdly as well in that photo feels like he resembles mark weber more than daniel ricardo yeah i see that and also it says it's book one of 69 69 yeah which i love that number that's a hilarious number will never not be funny but i really hope that anita driver commits to the bit and writes all 69 installments of overtake my heart yeah it's like when Sushan Stevens said he was going to make an album for every state, and then he stopped it too. No, no, no. Come on. <laughs> you can't do that shit. We need 69 books to overtake my heart. They're all going to be all that, I guess. I will it. be. I just realized it's free on Kindle, so I will be getting it. Hell yeah. You should be so, doing some readings. Yes, precisely. Maybe I'll finally um, gain English literacy. Yeah. Uh, been, that'd be a fun new. Twitch channel where someone just like reads this book that's their that's their category like it's like oh what do i want to want to watch on twitch i'll see maybe i'll watch someone play destiny 2 maybe i'll watch someone play Fortnite, or maybe i'll watch someone read overtake my heart that rick yeah. races for love book one of 69 i think it falls under the asmr category technically yeah or just uh just chatting yeah, i think there's a hot tub category now too so maybe we could read this in a hot tub Yes, at the T uh in the TNCs, obviously. Yeah, in the T's and C's. That'd be a good yeah. hot tub stream reading Overtake My Heart. Yeah, L- listeners, note that down, uh, give or take December 15th. <laughs> the, f- the first version of the stream. Uh, so Dick Sweat, we need to figure out still like who your drivers are gonna be. Okay, are you gonna so go local again or that's a great question. Tim Borge, I'm so glad you asked. The drivers of our car it's gonna be whoever's hot i don't care how they drive i want people with buzz i want people with momentum one week it might be someone like taylor zakar perez you know the star of uh red white and royal blue mm-hmm. one week it might be jeremy allen white of the bear we actually reached out to jeremy Allen white not available doesn't oh, want to drive our car was not was not interested in driving the azuzu amigo at suzuka um, but we were able to get for one race, which we were very excited. Who's going to be driving at Suzuka? Huge booking for us. Richard Kind, 66 year old character actor, Richard Kind. You probably know him as the voice of Bing Bong from Inside Out. Um, he's 66 oh. years old, very safe driver. We're also for that second seat considering Nico Rosberg if he's available, uh, but only if he's willing to take a selfie in front of all the other garages <laughs> before. He races. We think that's our best bet and our best chance yeah. to finish in the points. Uh, it's good that you brought that up because I felt the possibility of the Pappers catching Nico Rosberg in front of your garages might have stunted your chances. 100%. So we're going to use that to our advantage. And he's going to take selfies in front of all of the other garages except for ours. But we're worried that... Richard Kind is going to beat him out. Richard Kind has pace. He might be 66 and he might have never driven a race car before, but he has pace. He drives a, a Miata at home. So he, uh, he he knows speed. Does he like, drive at home like a, a treadmill kind of situation? As no, he just bike? He just drives a um, a Miata around Manhattan. Oh, on the streets. Okay. The, yeah, the, yeah. the ideal placement for a car. Yeah, right. It's a classic car for a guy who's going through a midlife crisis but can't afford a Porsche. Um, yeah, I, I guess playing Bing Bong inside um, in Inside that will probably indicate the midlife crisis may have happened. He's doing he well for himself. There. Yeah, he may have peaked there. The- Fun fact about Richard Kind, and this is 100% true. Um, Richard Kind, when he was younger, was um, roommates with George Clooney. Awesome. And if you ever listen to the podcast uh, Smartless with Jason Bateman and Will Arnett and uh, Sean Hayes from Will and mm-hmm. Grace, they interviewed George Clooney and George Clooney talks about living with Richard Kind 
as a young person and George Clooney used to pull all sorts of pranks on him and Richard Kine adopted a cat. George Clooney would scoop the poop before Richard Kine could see it. And so Richard Kine thought his cat hadn't taken a shit in two weeks. And he's like, okay, my my kitty has not taken a dump in two weeks. I'm really worried about him. And he like took him to like the, uh, the vet and stuff to see what was going on. And so he hasn't seen any shit in this litter box for two weeks. And then George Clooney himself took a shit in the litter box. Oh my and so George Clooney <laughs> talks about Richard Kai walking into the bathroom and seeing this human-sized shit in the litter box going, oh my God! Christ. That and is some dedication. Some dedication. And he also, George Clooney did this bit with Richard Kind where he um, told him that he was picking a uh, painting as a hobby. And he like bought an easel and he bought a palette with paints and stuff. And, we and like Richard Kind would come home and he'd be pretending to work on a painting. But then George Clooney would go to like a flea market and buy like an already done painting and then put it up on the easel that was like already looked beautiful and amazing. And then Richard Kind would come home and be like, George, this looks amazing. <laughs> and like would gift him wow. paintings. And he didn't find out until like 20 years later <laughs> that George Clooney had no idea how to paint. Like he didn't have any idea. Richard Kind benefited quite heavily off that. I yeah. feel. One hundred percent. Looks like someone who knows his art. Yeah, Hundo Pave. Love Richard Kind. You know what? When we're done doing the uh, Anita Driver overtake my heart stream, we'll do a Richard Kind stream where we just play his best parts. Yeah. Well, I, I guess it'd be more you playing his best parts, and I'll stand there awkwardly in the hot tub. Well, what I will do is I'm just going to play the the clips of his best acting roles, but I'll be in the corner with a controller. So Twitch thinks I'm playing a video game, so we don't good, get DMCA'd. Good. good. And just to keep it on brand, we'll label it under F123. Yeah. James slash uh, Dick Sweat, whichever one of you um, is going to answer this one. Is there any specific strategy you have in mind to maybe try and gain a few positions, given what you've indicated? you're probably going to be a bit of a backmarker. You know, to quote a former U.S. president who I will not name in this podcast, uh, strategy, there's no strategy. There's zero strategy. I have no strategy. We're just going to go out there and we're going to we're gonna try to push this Isuzu Amigo to the limit. The, the limit is probably 45 miles an hour. Is there any plan in place maybe to like deal with possible weather conditions, weather changes? Like if it rains, we'll probably see if we can uh, find a vendor that's selling umbrellas and ponchos. But we uh, we don't want to like have that on hand because again we try to stay pretty lean. Um, in regards to the car, um, maybe we'll throw the Onogiri tires on if it rains. Maybe that'll be a good time to do it because uh, the seaweed will get some really nice traction and the sticky rice will provide some really nice traction. And opposing teams might treat it as debris that's true so you've got something going for you there. we actually when we were when we were racing in monaco we put wheels of brie on the car and the, the, we actually did have debris it was everywhere beautiful triple cream that, that that's beautiful what you've just done there is wonderful ending this podcast here i think nothing's yeah. ever topping that yeah you know, some people want to win the triple triple crown. We want to win the triple cream. Good. Again, it's consistent with the idea of staying lean. Ponchos, I'm sure that the kind people at Natural Buffet Soru Tabeo might be able to provide you with a couple here and there. I hope so. I'm, I'm going to call them right now. We'll do. We'll, right now or after? I'll call them afterwards. I'll say, okay. Sumimasen, Dokokara Kimashitaka. It says, it says, excuse me, where are you from? <laughs> That's all the Japanese I know. You, you could have fooled me with anything there. Um, I've, I'll say, sumimasen, o genki deska, which means, how are you? They'll say, genki desk. And then I'll have to Google Translate whatever else I'm trying to ask them. As is tradition with foreign languages. Yeah. How many languages do you speak being from Malta? So, so Maltese and English fluent. Do you ever take a moment to reflect being like, 
why do I, why is, out of the two languages I speak fluently, why is Maltese one of them? I can talk with like, I can speak with like 30,000 people and like, that's about it. Like, why didn't I learn something like German or Chinese or Spanish or French? Do you ever have yeah. those kind of conversations internally with yourself? And also externally with Maltese people, it's like, why do we even bother? Like national yeah. identity, sure, but come on, is it really sorry? Half a million people. Sorry, not thirty thousand. Half a million people. All right, it's. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to talk to all half a million of them. Really, I barely want to talk to thirty thousand. I think. Okay, that's half fair. Two hundred. Yeah, but you're like out of the two languages I know. Why does one of them have to be Maltese? I I wish I'd like done better in German in hindsight. Yeah, but just partly because like I've visited Germany a few times and they talk really quickly relative to me so it's a struggle every time is, is there any benefit for a foreigner to learn maltese um you'll know when you're being taken for a ride you'll know when people are talking well, shit yeah. about you yeah that's got it benefit. Like if, if you're just walking the streets of valetta exactly and then they're like hey this guy's a fucking idiot You'll be like, you can turn to them and be like, uh, I, I am not an idiot. I actually am fluent in Maltese. You fool. Exactly. <laughs> exactly yeah. Well, there's, uh, you don't even need to go there. You just, um, you know, wash command back to them and you're good. Because you asked me about what, what languages do you speak other than English or is it just English? I speak Spanish, but like very conversational Spanish. Yeah. Like I speak Spanish like a, like a nine-year-old speaks Spanish, you know? Um, have you been to the uh, Tal Gumaret Hypogum? Wait, say that again. Hold on. The Tal Gumaret Hypogum. So the hy Hypogeum. Okay, that's there. Hypogeum. There we go. Yeah. Or the Fort Masta Catacomb. Wow, you got two catacombs. Yes. Masta has not one but two catacombs. You guys are catacomb rich. Is it good thing that's our currency? That's huge. Actually, Is it really. Yeah. No, <laughs> but imagine if it was. Um, and annoying. and there's a an alleged Roman temple site. Man, Masta's killing it, yo. It's a very nothing place, weirdly. Um, That's the, not true. You got the you got the 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 Tabone farmhouse, the Marquise Malia Tabone farmhouse. You got that going for you, which is nice. <laughs> the height of you culture got, we call that. You got you got the Speranza Chapel. You oh, got yeah. not one but two catacombs. Like y'all are killing it. Now, James slash Dick Sweat. Yes. Um, you've kind of indicated you'd probably be a back marker, like probably struggling to like get big speeds up. But yeah, we're like the European Union. We're gonna be seeing a lot of blue flags. Right. Yeah, yeah, that feels right. However, with the fact that Nico Rosberg might be on your team, uh-huh, and cursing everyone else. Right. Do you think you'll manage to maybe sneak into the points? What positions are you predicting for your team? We're hoping for a 9-10 finish only because uh, Nico's going to pull through with the curse and uh, we're going to get a lot of DNFs. And we don't want a DNF. We want a DTF. We want to be down to finish, you know? Yes. It's good to know that's what it means because I got a shirt um, DTF on it. Well, cool. My mom kept saying DTF because she thought it was it meant down to fun. Oh, I, I just... She's like, I'm well, DTF. I'm like, Mom, do you know what that means? She's like, yeah, down, fun. I used to wear it at the airports all the time because I just thought it meant due to fly and I just would get the people to like rush the planes and just go a little bit faster. Right, I got turned Never away worked. at the airport because I was wearing a t-shirt that said, I'm with the band, but I was wearing no bottoms. <laughs> I thought it was because of the t-shirt, but it turns out it was because of the no bottoms. Why would they turn you away for that? I don't know. Just um, it's uh, it's very sex negative, if you ask me. Yeah, it's, it's people refusing to acknowledge progressive fashion styles. I'm just trying to celebrate the human body, which is beautiful. I agree. I mean, what's also beautiful, I believe, is the area of Suzuka. I've been. That's told. a great segue, by the way. Yeah, wonderful. Yeah. How professional. And now I've wrecked it by acknowledging it. So meta. Uh, are you going to be there at the race weekend? And if so, like, what are you going to be getting up to? I'm going to be there. I'm going to be, uh, you know, I feel like we're hiring the best people 
And when I say we're hiring the best people, we're hiring the first people we find. And in doing so, I think we're going to be a well-oiled machine. Well, we're not going to be well-oiled, but we are going to be a machine. So I'm going to let the machine run and function as it's as a thriving ecosystem and just sort of sit back and relax because my management style is very hands-off. It's hands-off, it's feet-off, it's eyes-off. I'm often not even in the room. So I'm just going to let them do their thing and hope for the best. This is a hell of a vibe you're putting across. I think... Yeah. Uh, Flavio Briatore would be jealous, I feel. <laughs> so, James, let's do a quick summary of what let's you're going it. to be bringing to this race. Um, you and your team principal, Richard Sweat, have a team that's called Place Your Ad Here, F1 Team. Um, the vehicle will just go to the highest bidder week by week. This race weekend, it'll be an Isuzu Amigo 2000. It's a stock one. Nothing yeah. fancy. Um, it's straight off the running. used car lot. Exactly, yeah. The, the cheapest one possible, essentially. Um, it will include an engineer intake uh, above the driver's seat, so you can have some rotating sponsors. Um, as you said, used tires from discount uh, auto parts store, likely Michelin, controversial. I rate it. Get the eyes on you. Um, yeah. The tape deck uh, will be there. It will include the greatest hits, Holland Oats. Also, some of the B-sides. Also, some of the B-sides. Ne getting niche there. Yeah. Of a hipster variety. I like that. Uh, you'll be fueling up with unleaded 87, <laughs> just for the sake of being cheap. Uh, also, the vehicle will be baby shit yellow, just to remind you of home. And it will include Hello Kitty decals. For one lap, one lap only, you'll have triangle-shaped tires of onigiri. Yeah. Logo-wise, it's generally going to be blank saying place your ad here. But for this week, the ad's going to be by the natural buffet, Soru Tabeo, which I've said multiple times, and I'm not sure I've said it right at any point. The helmet that's, just... That's okay, as long as it's spelled right. I don't you write, know if it you, you write kanji, right? Yes, yes, of course. Um, right. It does the sixth language. I just tend <laughs> to keep that down low. So whenever I actually visit Suzuka, which I do every year for the race, of course, they just don't know that I actually understand when they're talking shit about me. You're like, I actually don't speak it, but I write it. I write kanji, but I don't speak Japanese, but I write I write it fluently. Yeah, of course. That's what Duolingo does too. Hondo P. You just learned how to write. Exactly, yeah. Thousand P, I think. Uh, the helmet is an upside down bowl of ramen just an upside down bowl of ramen no helmet just the bowl with the ramen staff is basically just going to be local people so anyone who's ever driven a car who passes the vibe check also maybe drive. some fishermen ideal i feel yeah, yeah. right ideal uh the drivers likely going to be richard kind and nico rosberg um, yep. We're in negotiations technically with Nico Rosberg, I believe you said. Not I think over so, the line. Yeah. yeah. Um, if not, we'll idea... go for Kiki. Also a very good option. Um, I wonder if the curse works with him. That's a good question. But what we'll definitely have is a high average age, which is intriguing. Um, yeah. The idea basically is to have a Rosberg taking pictures in front of garages, and your prediction is to get into the points ninth and tenth. That's right. Yes. Got to get in the points. Got to get in the points, baby. Because I got to uh, tell you, what what do you think was the most exciting part of the Formula One season this year? I feel the most exciting bit is the rumors of Alonso and Taylor Swift dating. You are wrong. It was the Haas F1 team Chipotle promo that happened at the <laughs> Miami Grand Prix. If you're not familiar with it, if Haas <laughs> finished in the points... The first 10,000 people to text a certain number got a free burrito from Chipotle. And that is, watching them, I think it was Magnuson finished in the points because he was uh -huh. like P4 and He qualifying. started fourth, yeah. Yeah. Watching him finish in the points and then immediately once he crossed the line, texting that number and getting a free burrito is the most exciting time I have had watching a race this season. We need more promos like that. Yeah. It's arguably K-Mac's only contribution to the season. Yeah. Poor yeah. guy. 
Yeah, uh, he's trying. Yeah, exactly. And that, we can't ask for any more. It's a hass. Yeah. Uh, James, thanks very much for joining me on this episode. Of course, we'll catch up once the race is done. Right. Get your thoughts on the final result. Sounds great. Thanks, Tim Borge. Well, what a pleasure that was to record with James. Um, one of the, I think the first time I've recorded with someone while on a completely different continent. Uh, James is, of course, uh, US-based, so I figured out the time. So fair play to him for getting up quite early uh, in the day to actually make the time to record this fantastic individual. As I said, really, really funny um, content creator. I uh, should follow him on Instagram and TikTok at this James Coker. It's exactly how you think it would be spelled. This, James, and then C-O-K-E-R. Uh, also on YouTube, uh, if you just search James Coker, he will come up, but the handle is at James Coker F1. If you've enjoyed this, uh, follow us, of course, on social media at ValtteriPod, Twitter and Instagram. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Tim Borch Comedian. It's a recent change. I've been mentioning it quite a lot, to be fair. Um rate the podcast five stars please please on spotify apple Podcasts, wherever you get your potties and we'll be back in a couple of weeks for what is the next race what's next uh qatar yes the end of the asian leg in a couple of weeks at qatar a country that's not controversial in any way <sighs> That's going to be fun to think about while I'm recording. Thanks for listening. Bye.